0: Edition of the Justin Time Sports Podcast. I am your host, Justin Jackson, and this week's episode we will be discussing the NFL Conference Championship games. We will be talking about the NBA, the barrel towards All-Star Weekend, and we will have Jack's hot take. Now, as always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the Justin Time Sports Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also don't forget to follow the Justin Time Sports social media with the social media handle at JTimeSports for all of your breaking news updates, bonus content, etc. So as always, don't forget to sit back and get ready to learn something. excited to be with you guys uh, late on a Thursday night, recording after the bonfire, the barn burner of a game between South Carolina Lady Gamecocks and the LSU Lady Tigers. Uh, we'll discuss all that. Well, that. That that That's coming up later. I'll tell you right now. That's in Jack's hot take. I'll tell you that right now. That's Jack's hot take. It's my instant reaction to South Carolina and LSU. Um, to me, the two best teams in the country. I know people are going to mention UConn. They don't have AZ FUD. Uh, people are going to mention Stanford. That's cool. I've watched them play. Yeah. Um, LSU, I take the Colorado loss out. First game of the year. It's weird. They were, had all the pressure on planet Earth to go undefeated, and they lost the first game. It's one of those things, like, but we'll, again, we'll discuss that. I don't even want to get into that right now. We'll discuss that later when we talk about these two teams and what it could mean totally and all the other stuff. We'll, we'll discuss that, right? I'm so excited to be with you guys because this is the first show since I began to partner with IMS, Introspective Media Solutions. Um, It's actually a very good friend of mine, uh, Jai Borski, who you can see on the Hey Jai podcast, um, and you can see on other, the NIT pod, uh, NIT pod TV, the um, Hey Jai podcast. He's big into YouTube, into media, stuff like that. Um, he had a media company, he hit me, he's like, hey, um, you know, hey, Justin, he calls me Jackson, but hey, Jackson, um, I want to partner with you, I have a young company, you have a growing podcast, we can help each other do, do this, right, um, and it was, it was a no-brainer for me, because um, I wanted to expand, and admittedly, I don't have the expertise for it, I'm, I'm more of a talker than a doer, <laughs> if you catch my drift, so I didn't have the expertise for it, and he was down, Help me with that, so um, like I said, officially partnered with IMS. Um, so if I say IMS, I'm referring to Introspective Media Solutions. Um, if you want to follow them on Instagram, do me a big favor and follow him on Instagram. Um, let me get the handle. Nice, I just saw it. Uh, I am it's at IMS Productions 2023. I repeat, at IMS Productions 2023. Uh, is who you would want to follow uh, there. So again, big shout out to him. I've got more exciting news coming as well. If you guys have been, uh, you guys have been paying attention. You know that we've gone video. So that is one of the big things I have with IMS is that uh, we're gonna go on YouTube, and I will definitely put the link to the first video. Um, into the podcast, podcast description. description. Uh, so I'll put it probably at the bottom of the podcast description. So if you want to go and watch the first video, see my face. If you follow me on Facebook, you've seen my face already because it's my Facebook it's my profile photo on Justin Town Sports. But if you want to see me, hear my voice, hear me in a different setting than just that, than just the audio show, then that is where you would go. Like I said, I'll definitely put the link to the first episode in the subscription to the podcast. All, right, All so, right, so similarly, before we get off into the sports stuff, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna. I'm, the goal is to do two shows a week to do a video show with Jai and with IMS, and to do an audio show purely JTS or Justin Time Sports. Um, and so similar to for the popular guys, obviously like Club Shea Shea, not Club, Club, Cache, Club uh Uncanocho, Nightcap, Nightcap, with Uncanocho, Uncano Gil, that is Shannon Sharp's. Show With he does he does undisputed, he does first take. I'm sorry, Skip Bayless has a Skip Bayless show that he calls the Un Undisputed, and then he has Undisputed. Nick Wright has What's Right with Nick Wright, and then he has, um, he always says on the show, the TV show, um, oh my god, First Things First. Um, and so Chris Broussard has him and Rob Parker's show, uh, The Odd Couple, and First Things First, right? And so, a lot of times in this business. Stephen A. Smith show Smith's and first take. And a and take. lot of times uh-huh. in this business, business, you have an audio show or a YouTube show YouTube or a side or a show, show. show. If your show, and then you have an audio show, you have a podcast, podcast and you have, have a TV show. TV show. Um, so that's kind of what the two now, what things are going to be. You're going to get the show with IMS, IMS um, which would uh, be video, it will yeah. be like the TV show. TV show. And, TV and then, then it'll be the audio show that TV you're podcast. getting from me now, the audio yeah. podcast. So, okay. so in the future you may hear me reference the audio show when i'm on youtube or when i'm on the audio show you may hear me reference the youtube show that's what i'm referencing it's sort of like you know when they nick Wright and his podcast reference the tv show he's talking about first things first right so i kind of want to get that business out of the way uh definitely again i will put the link to the show in the uh, episode description run that up follow subscribe like share all that good stuff um and definitely you can see some of my other stuff when I'm in a more of a different setting than you just hearing my voice for 45 minutes to an hour. But now that we got the housekeeping out of the way, we have some big games this weekend, people. We have the conference championship game. Um, it's a dual-edged sword if you're a football fan, right? Because you're in, you're in conference championship week. You're looking at the four best teams in the league. You can argue with who you like. What I love about the NFL, everything's on the field. There's not a single thing. There's no polls. There's no voting. There's no. Well, these two teams had the same record. We really have no tiebreak system. We like this team better than that one, or this team's undefeated. But because of this circumstance, we're going to put this team in instead of that one, right? Like, and I and again, I agree with the Florida State decision, right? But in the NFL, every single thing is decided on the field. Everything. I mean, tiebreakers can come from literally. literally Okay, you have the same record. That's cool. Are you in the same division? If the answer is no, have you played similar opponents? If, if that is still tied, who scores the most? If that is still tied, I believe it goes to point differential after that. Like there is going to be an on uh, there going to be a direct on the field metric to why you make the playoffs as opposed the to them, right? Strength of schedule. Like there is going to be a metric. Why, why you? Why someone made the pass over somebody else They have the exact same record There's going to be a reason There's going to be a metric And you can go definitively back to that metric To find out, right? But also if you're a football fan An NFL fan Well, a football fan You're a little sad, right? Because that means there's three games left for the season And then it's over And then there's no football played Fools, there's no NFL and college football played until week zero, which is in, like, late August, right? Um, and I don't count the preseason. Um, and then, like I said, until week zero, and then we're back on this train again for four or five months. And, of course, you know, we'll be supplemented. We'll air them. I'm sure a lot of us going to watch the UFL. Um, and they're going to be highly supported. The, there's the four best franchises in the USFL and the four best franchises in the XFL came together. They're in two different conferences. They're going to ballot it out. The, US, the, the USFL has a conference they call the USFL conference and then the XFL conference is all the XFL teams they're going to battle it out um, smartly they kept the four teams that were supported the most Houston, St. Louis etc. those cities were highly Seattle, those cities highly supported their teams, they kept their teams Arlington um, Arlington, uh, who's the other one I'm trying to think of an them, Birmingham like, those teams were supported. They kept their teams. So now it's going to be like a whole thing. It's going to be great. But there's three games left in the NFL season, right? To me, this is the most interesting conference championship weekend we've had in a long time, in a very long time. You're you're battling a lot of storylines here, right? So let's start out with the Niners and the Lions. This is a case of redemption versus Verification. Justin, what do you mean by that? that? It's a story of redemption. redemption. Jared Goff Goff is, to me, me and and I'm in this camp, camp. he's looked at like like the guy who got got replaced for for the title. title. Like, 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 you know what what I'm saying? Like, Detroit's the land of the 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 misfit toys, toys. and there's been that historically. Like, it's the home for misfit toys, toys, them and the Jets. Like... You have a, a a toy that doesn't fit. You dump it on Detroit, in two years, it walks. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're just going to trade with Detroit, give away this 33-year-old lineman who had a decent year. Detroit's going to take him, sign him to a decent contract. He'll play a year there and retire with most of the money. Like, that's it's, it's the Jets. It's the Lions. Like, it's these people that, you, it's the land of the Misfit Toys. People don't remember, that was basically one-for-one one trade. It was basically golf and Stafford got swapped because the Rams looked out across the sea and said he can win for us. Conveniently, Stafford was wanting out of Detroit. Um, and I know Eminem had the line in the uh, preview for the Lions playoff game versus the Rams where he was like, I guess we weren't patient enough if we traded you. That wasn't true. Stafford wanted out. Stafford at that point was over the organization. He'd been there was it 13 years, 12 years, something like that. And they weren't doing anything. He had never won a playoff game. In those 12 years, he'd only been in the playoffs twice. Maybe he'd only been in the playoffs twice. And if people remember, Stafford's the first 5,000-yard quarterback. Um, if people remember, Stafford's the first 5,000-yard quarterback, like, He was the first guy to do that, Um, and that was critical in order to develop 5,000 yards kind of being normal for a while there. Peyton, Brady, Breeze, Stafford, like all those guys shot over 5,000. Mahomes has gone over it um, yards passing. Stafford was the first guy to officially cross the 5,000 mark. Um, And so the arm times I was there, his ability was always there, the team wasn't, right? And so that fell back, and then he wanted out. Conveniently, the Rams were looking to move off golf. They basically swapped one for one. I don't have all the trade details in front of me, but they basically swapped one for one um, in terms of what both sides were looking for because Detroit was looking for a guy they could have, younger, um, and the Rams. Okay, so wow, it actually wasn't a one for one at all. Um, I just pulled up the details. It was the Rams got Stafford for Jared Goff, two first round picks and a third round pick. Went to Jerichoff, two first and the third. Went to Detroit. Matt Stafford comes back to L.A. Um, And it was, you know, a rumor that that Stafford was vetoing people because he had to get extended not too long after that. So he kind of had the control. Like, New England was interested. He vetoed. Um, And I think for multiple reasons. One, we didn't have the weaponry. Two, right after, that was going to be right after Brady. Nobody wanted that. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was going to be right after Brady. Nobody was really interested in doing that, um, so he vetoed New, uh, New England. There was rumor he vetoed L.A. as well. Um, chargers were I think it was, uh, were still in not Chargers. Yeah, Chargers weren't hadn't relocated yet. No, Chargers were there because the Rams were there. Yeah, so he had vetoed uh, Chargers as well. That was another other team that was interested. He vetoed them. He zeroed in on the Rams. The Rams made it happen. Les Knees famously effed them picks, and that's how we get Stafford to the Rams. So this whole story of redemption in L.A., it's a story of redemption in, in Detroit, right? Jared Goff was traded. His team won the Super Bowl. Dan Campbell had the infamous bite kneecap speech that everybody called him a joke and a meathead for. Jameson Williams is bouncing back from his uh, the cancer diagnosis uh, was what he's going through. Um... It might not be it might not be him it's another receiver though it's a young Bama receiver but Jamison Williams is battling injuries the city of Detroit in general has parts of it where there's a ghost town basically like no one's there um you've got just a football team that has just they don't do this right they they it's just an environment in Detroit that's all about redemption right now and you he's you, getting spearheaded by golf hes an awesome Redemption guy Dan Campbell was super laughed at his press conference. Aiden Hutchinson, the Michigan Detroit boy himself. Amon Ross St. Brown, highly underrated um, receiver. Jameer Gibbs, who people laughed at being a first round pick. Like, oh, Detroit will pick a running back, right? Like, Jameer Gibbs is a first round pick. Sam Laporta, who no one saw coming, right? He was, he had that. I don't, was he TE1? Like, I'm not even sure he was TE1 off the board. He's a baller um, CJ Garner Johnson I'm gonna be in that camp I laughed when he signed to Detroit I, I was like oh he went for the money Right like there's no way you go to Detroit He went for the money You were on Philly and probably to get an extra couple of million dollars You went to Detroit Don't No harm no foul Like it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's a couple of million dollars Like After taxes extra million dollars he just made Doing the exact same job He's in the NH title game, and Philly fired their coordinators again or lost their coordinators again, right? Um, and so, again, I laughed when Gardner Johnson went there. It's just like it's just a story of back-to-back-to-back to back to back of just what's going on in Detroit, how amazing Detroit is right now, and how Detroit's on the upswing, right? Um, and so that's the story of redemption. And on the flip side, San Fran has the story of Prove It, and I don't know which is more dangerous, Redemption or Prove It. I guess we're gonna find out. I don't believe in Brock, believe in Brock Brady. and I'm not the only, not the only one. one. There's several members of the national media that are openly like, "That dude ain't it," and it's not the fact that we dislike him. He's a good guy. He's a, you know, he looks like he's a fairly good guy. He still has. Does so one to lose a parent still? Like, no, that's Tommy DeVito. Brock Purdy still lives with his roommate, drives like an old school car, like was like an older vehicle. Like, the dude's a fairly good guy from all appearances, right? His teammates never had a bad word to say about him. They don't even insinuate um anything bad about him. Right? Um all these things are holding true, and and yet I think he's the biggest backpack in the league. The thing about Backpack is he's being carried. Um, He played awful for most of that game against the Packers. And because Christian McCaffrey's amazing, they won. Jordan Love went full-blown Brett Favre, throws a crossbody pick to Dre Greenlaw, and all of a sudden Brock Purdy's this amazing person about Niners fans. And I asked something, Niners fans, and it's something that I've heard asked, so I'm going to ask my audience. If they, let's just hypothetically, Jordan Love doesn't throw that pick or Dre Greenlaw drops it, and the Packers pull off a win. You want Brock Purdy to start next year? Cheers! Based on everything we know, Kirk Cousins is available. Russell Wilson's available. You have the personnel to trade and go get a high pick for a quarterback. You got five first round pick D linemen. You have the assets. Chase Young, your first round pick, probably your third and potentially a future second, flies you up from 20 something to probably 12. If, let's say, Drake May hits a slide or Michael Penix hits a slide and it's 12, 13, he's still there. You can go get him. Right? Or you can say we just pay Kirk Cousins. Like The options are available to you. Okay. But. Hey, you're a Packers Packers fan fan. You You do, do, not Packers fan, you're a Niners Niners fan He said, hey, Jordan Love did throw that pick pick. Dre Greenlaw did did catch it It. Brock Purdy Purdy did did win Okay Okay. Cool Cool. Cool. This weekend, weekend, you're playing the Lions The The redeeming redeeming Lions Lions. And Brock Purdy Purdy Plays an awful lot like he did Last week, this week And you lose You want Brock Purdy as a quarterback Next year? Or well, you say, "Hey, Mister Kirk Cousins, come on down on the most ready-made offense in the league." Hey, Mister Russell Wilson, you want to bounce back? We got something. Cause I watched the Rams and Niners game. The game with Win- it was Wentz v. Donald. Um, Donald looked like he can play. Now I'm a Donald. I, I like Donald coming out of school. I, correction, I love Donald coming out of school. It was never shown in the NFL. He looked like he can play in that Niners offense. It's plug and play. Stay healthy, win the game. The problem is his QBs never stayed healthy. Jimmy Garoppolo for years, and then Brock Purdy last year with the elbow. Now Purdy seems to be healthy. So if you get you lose, it's a question mark. You get your teeth kicked in. It has to be a very important question in the building and very important conversation in the building. Uh, Brock Purdy said this year he was told by Shanahan if they get their hands on Brady, Purdy's not the starter. You know what I'm saying? Like, screw a competition, dude. You're not starting. Like, Tom would have to be a joke for him to not be the starter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't a situation where Purdy can go beat him, Tom would have to be a joke. And so so, he's kind of accepted the fact he will have competition in his career. career? Career? If for no other reason, man, it's a highly. Highly, Look, Kirk Cousins is deciding how to incentivize anything. He's been getting guaranteed money for the past past, four or five, six seasons, seasons, right? right? But But, but, Purdy's already been through an offseason where he was staring at the fact that he wouldn't be the starter. Why not do it again? again. Also, Brock Purdy is the cheapest cheapest quarterback quarterback in the league league based on per. Throw to him like he's making, I think, less than a hundred grand, or I'm sorry, less than a million. And he's starting in the Championship game, right? So if you go to Kirk Cousins and you say, "Hey, two years, eighty million dollars, seventy million of a guarantee," we'll add some for years, just cap out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Would you be cool with that? And he says, "Yes, you can put him in your quarterback room because the other quarterback isn't making anything." So based on positional value. The, there's actually probably getting a deal at quarterback. Um, and so that is what's going on in San Fran. Like Brock Purdy's fighting for his literal job and he's fighting for it to keep his position. Like I said, it's a story of achievement and a story of respect. If Purdy wins his game and he balls out, you got to kind of respect him. I would have to respect him, right? The issue that lies in... The Lions is that how long, how far does redemption carry you? Because see, the achievement level that Purdy's trying to reach—that's a different level of achievement. That's an achievement level that is historic, right? When you're internally motivated, like the Lions are, your internal motivation has to be the top tippity top top. Because otherwise, you'll get comfortable where you are. So, so that's the issue. With the Lions is that I can I question um, how hungry they are coming off the two biggest wins in um, city history, and then our other game, our heavyweight fight, our slugger fest, our boxing match, our brutality—like this game is going to be a slugfest between the Ravens and the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid versus John Harbaugh. Um this is going to be one of the more entertaining games you may ever see. Um and it's it's intriguing for a lot of ways. One, the battle with the quarterbacks, right? You got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say they're both Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Everybody kind of accepted Patrick Mahomes is Two rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, two MVPs in general. He could, he could walk right now. He's an MVP, and everybody's kind of accepted that. But the interesting part is Lamar Jackson is an the MVP. There's only one person in the history of the league with two league MVPs and no Hall of Fame bill. The person who can't go into the Hall of Fame because he's an active player, Patrick Mahomes. Right. Everybody else to win two MVPs is in the Hall of Fame. Justin White, he made two MVPs. Lamar Jackson is probably a week or so from being on NFL honor stage except his he's MVP, which would be his second. Um, And so that is – that would be tremendous. Uh, this is going to be a tremendous contest at the quarterback position uh, because of what guys like Lamar Jackson can do, Patrick Mahomes can do, and uh, their play callers Todd Munkin and Andy Reid uh, have been in their bags uh, this season. So kudos to um, these two quarterbacks for the for the show they're gonna put up, right? And then, but defensively, defensively is where it gets interesting because defensively you don't really know who has the edge. Now, statistically, it's Baltimore; they're like number one in sacks, yards allowed, and points, or something like that, for the first time. The defense done that for the first time, I believe, ever. Uh, but definitely in Ravens history is the first time they've accomplished such a feat. And so that in and of itself is astonishing because that's usually pressure with four. Like I watched them play Houston. They just they rarely sent a fifth man. Or if they sent a fifth man, he lined up like he was coming to make the blocks go one v one. And then he decided to ultimately bail out of it, and to it was a 4v5, but then by that point, Air Block's one, and there's no help, and the tech start to get whipped. So having said all that, right, having that level of pressure with four people could be a problem because the only few times Patrick Holmes has been blown out is when he's had horrendous, offensive line play. See, Su Super Bowl against Tampa, like, the tackles were a joke. And Tampa kept coming all night, right? And so that is the situation the Chiefs have to avoid. They have to getting into a pissing contest with the Ravens D-line. Uh, very interested to see how Isaiah Pacheco and Roquan Smith interact on the field. Um, I'm very interested to see also if the Chiefs can keep the Ravens at bay, how – Big of shots is Mahomes willing to take in order to accomplish getting the ball down the field? Because at a certain point, CJ Stroud felt like almost like he was seeing ghosts, to quote Sam Darnold. Um, almost like he was seeing ghosts. Like he would see, he would feel pressure and get out of the town and there's nobody there. Um, or he's scrambling and he's still scrambling and he's still scrambling to the side and there's no pressure. Right? So I kind of want to see how. Um, he is able, Patrick Mahomes is able to react to that. To that. And, and who's he taking the shots, taking the shots to? to? I feel like Kadarius Tony misses the game. That's a bonus for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs. Um, um, you know, that's um, MVS, MVS joke. Um, um, uh, Rasheed Rice is good. And Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. First, first ballot. I'll to be the greatest tight end of all time. All time, all time. Who's Patrick Mahomes is going to, to play for? To, to throw it to who, right? And so that is. Definitely something to look at there um, I'm going to go ahead and Talk about the Ravens offense Versus the Chiefs defense The Chiefs I think are going to deploy A similar Strategy to what they did to Josh Allen Which was if he runs the ball I mean if they If the Bills run the ball great if they throw it short great Josh Allen will not run You will not throw it deep Um, And I think that the Ravens are going to be faced with a similar defense. I think that um, the Chiefs are going to give that same look. We're not going to get beat deep. We're not going to get beat on the quarterback run game. If you pick us apart in the mid-range on the short throws, go for it. Be my guest. And it's going to cause the Ravens and Ty Munkin to be incredibly patient. You're going to have to be. When the team's openly saying you're not going to get the big stuff. If you want the little stuff, go for it. But you're not going to get the big stuff, and they're putting in strategy to do so. Um, Ty Munkin and Lamar Jackson's going to have to be incredibly patient in order to do it. And that's the benefit of having such an electric playmaker at the quarterback position. Because at any point, at any time on the field, um, the most dangerous person is the person with the ball. Um, And so that is always going to make it an interesting contest between the Chiefs and the Ravens. But let's go ahead and pick these games. I'm going to pick it straight up and I'm going to pick it against the spread um, in case they are different. So 49ers versus the Lions. Niners hosting Lions plus seven. Take the Niners. Yeah, I know. on am both Moneyline and of the spread. Yeah, I know. I know. See, I know I'm a Brock Purdy detractor, but part of me wants to see him to get to the Super Bowl throwing, like, I don't know, Jim McGraw, a little memorial eight passes, and he gets carried, and everybody's like, oh, he's not the guy we thought we were. or not the guy we thought he was even better for me on the table is the fact that Brock Purdy plays Brock Purdy plays awful. The pumpkin uh, goes away and rides off and there's no happy ending because Brock Purdy turns back into the overachieving the over um, eager underachiever by you know Seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant battling all kind of stick stereotypes and stigmas around that. And he makes it. It, it just feels it just like a good, like dear story. It feels like a great, a like a great, great plot to a, plot Disney, to a movie. Disney movie. Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. irrelevant becomes irrelevant. It's a whole thing, right? But if he plays awful, and they lose. Well, that hurts my Super Bowl pick. If he plays great. Great. That hurts my that hurts my future spec. If he plays terribly, and they still win, well, that helps my that that's my case entirely. Um, so that's kind of what I'm rooting for right now. Is that the um, is that the Niners hold serve and win? Um, a lot of people are considering the A's title game, the AFC title game, the Super Bowl because of they believe both teams beat the other two teams easily. Um, so they are calling it the, calling Super, it the Bowl. Super Bowl. It's pretty pretty wild, wild. Um, um, but it kind of tracks. You've already seen the Niners, the Niners stomp out. Th- um, I believe both. Yeah, they stumped out the Niners and the Lions. You, you've seen the Ravens do you that, know, and then the Chiefs. Well, no one because the Chiefs, right? And so, I think the Ravens. I'm um, sorry. Go back to the Lions and the Niners. Um, Lions plus seven. I've got Niners to hit the Lions and the points I've got the Niners to win the game To the Lions and the points I think they keep it close I think they keep it really close I think they're battling two, three minutes left in the game And every play would matter Like timeouts and first downs And icing or getting it back like, I think it's that kind of game I think it's Like I said, the Super Bowl They're going to bang it out um, in M&T Bank Stadium In Baltimore, Maryland and then, of course, and of course, you have the NFC the Championship game between the Niners, game, Niners, I'm sorry, between the Ravens and, the, oh, wow, just at oh, wow. M&T Bank Stadium 4. I just realized that they're, they're going to bang it out in Levi Stadium in San Francisco in M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. That is going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs plus four. is so he's on the neutral side be at one point Baltimore advantage. I think the Chiefs get the job done. So take I always take the take the points. Uh, or you know, take the plus four. And then all right, run it with the Chiefs. I think they get the job done. I just I've learned my lesson. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I've learned it, right? And it's been painful to learn. There's been a guy who's been opposed to him. It's a painful lesson to learn. Don't do it. So I'm not gonna do it. I've got the Chiefs uh versus the Niners in the Super Bowl. Probably you when know, the line comes out, it's probably niners, plus, niners, plus, niners minus two and a half And the line first comes out, um, if and when that is as well. But all right, we have some personnel news uh, in the NFL. We have a few coaches being hired. Raheem Morris is the latest coach to be hired. He's hired by the Atlanta Falcons. He's previously had head coaching stints. He was previously the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. He was uh, backed very vocally by Jalen Ramsey on Twitter. Uh, Dave Canales is the Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator. He has been hired as the Carolina Panthers head coach. Uh, His work with quarterbacks such as Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield, um, has allowed each of which to extend their careers. So now he looks forward to doing that with um, Bryce Young. Uh, Brian Callahan. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator has been hired by the uh, Tennessee Titans as their, um, I mean, oh, as their head coach. I'm sorry, I had a brain cramp. I'm so sorry. As their new head coach. Um, so that is the situation and the hirings and the firings. Um, and also Vic Vangio, uh, mutually parted ways with the Miami Dolphins in order to focus on uh, fixing the um, less-than-stellar um, defense in Philadelphia. All right, but all those names I've told you being hired, none of them will be Belichick. As far as anyone knows, the only interview he took, or that was he was given, was the Atlanta Falcons, which he was d and finalist for the job as he um, was interviewed twice. So does that mean that the 72-year-old takes a year off and comes back? Does that mean he tried to throw his hat into different jobs? At 73 years old with a year off from the sport, do you think he's hireable? Like, There's so many questions regarding the future of Bill Belichick that I don't think many of us have answers to, right? Um, and so that is interesting. That's something we're definitely going to watch at Just Time Sports' Bill Belichick discussing his future. Or even figuring out his future. Um... And then Kayshawn uh formerly of LSU and current of England Patriot, has a humongous cheating scandal. Um, it goes over multiple months, thousands of transactions. Um, he always got his money back by the end of the night. I mean, it is incredibly insane um, to do betting gambling with your real name as the user tag. And doing any time football, I was building everything is tracked. That was dumb. So Caseon Butte's NFL career is probably over. He was struggling with um, he was struggling with the basis of the NFL game after struggling so much his last year of college, and so taking a year off, uh, potentially due to the gambling situation, that might be the end of the line uh, for Butte. So hopefully not. It's a great player, but if it is. Hell of a career, um, hell of a college career, very short pro. But up next, we're going to shift to about a three minute break, and we'll come right back to you. Welcome back Into the show A great NFL segment Like I said, in case you guys missed it um, The highlights are I've got Niners Chiefs in the Super Bowl That's pretty much the highlight of it Um, There's some other personnel news uh, Bill Belichick stuff, we're going to go back and, and listen to it There's the Keyshawn Butte Gambling story That's outrageous Um I mean, seriously, like, I know this is an NBA segment, but, like, the Kate Sean Butte thing, I mean, apparently the dude made, like, 8,900 bets over, like, a year and a half, um, deposited over 132000 into an account, won 556000 um, He used most of it to put money back into bets and drew 50 grand out of it at one point. So, how did the college get that much money? NIL payments So that Kane's check And the Gordon checks Was going into betting apps Uh, With usernames Like Kayshawn Boutte 1 And Kayshawn Butte 7 His numbers And you know He can't use his literal name While he was underage He made a couple of bets He made six bets on LSU One bet on himself Two of the bets Came from inside The football facility And the two bets He made on himself He didn't hit Florida State he was It was like over It was an anytime touchdown And over 82 and a half yards And he missed on both Um in LSU's worst offensive game game that that year uh, against Florida State. 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 Again, insane story. Like, it's wild, right? right? Um, But anyway, on to the NBA. NBA, All-Star Indiana 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 is close. close. Uh, Close. And so we have our All-Star starters for the All-Star game. This year, reportedly, it's going back to the East-West Classic format. Um, And so in the West, and I'm starting with the West because they have the highest vote-getter probably for the 15th year in a row. Um, It's LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers. He is the quote-unquote captain for the West squad. With Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, Shea Gilge alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. There's one name that's missing. It's Mr. Steph Curry. Curry. Steph Curry for the first time. Oh God, and I don't know how. Long, I think Luca Dame did it one year, but it, it's rare that Steph's not a starter and he's not an All Star starter. Oh, again, uh, it might be uh, it. might be his time ever as an All Star not being a starter. Like it was, it was one year he didn't get it. I think Dame and Luca got it that year. Um, but regardless, like it doesn't happen often. It's kind of a new era in the NBA, the two young guards. And uh, to me, probably Anthony Edwards might end up being the third one, if unless you kind of was a forward. But, like, it's a new dawn in the NBA. Um, and then, of course, you're on the East. You have Giannis uh, as their captain with the leading Boat getter in the East of the Milwaukee Bucks. John Hufford the Kumpo. Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. Damian Lillard of the Milwaukee Bucks. And Jason Tatum, excuse me. Excuse me the Boston Celtics. So I sound like Doc Rivers there for a second, who will discuss, obviously. Um, but, again, what I was talking about the interesting in the West already. It's that fact that, for the first time, it's Steph's not an, an all-star starter. And there's no case for him to be on. Like, it's not even, like, a, one of those debatable, like, oh, Steph should have made it, blah blah, 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 blah. No. Like, to me, the, the SGA is in the top three for four of the MVP discussion, and Luka Doncic is having one of the greatest years In Mavericks history, I think only probably surpassed by his own stuff. Um, He's balling. I mean, if you were going to sub a guy, it could be Luka. But, again, I'd pick Luka. The Warriors are floundering as an organization, as a team, and Luka Doncic is putting up a great year. I'd have Luka there as well. Um, So, I mean, there's no no quarrels about the West starters. The East, however, I have a problem. I have a problem with the East. Giannis, Embiid, and Tyrese Halliburton have been undeniable since, oh god, probably a month ago, right? Like they they ran Tatum because Boston's record is so good. They it's one of those you have to have a representative for a record that good, and, they, and Tatum got it. Okay, correct. Why is Damian Lillard Little- starter Seriously, why is why Damian, Damian Lillard, Lillard. an all-star, all-star starter over Tyrese Maxey and Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell? Now, Donovan Mitchell has, Donovan has not, played, not, played, not all played, all played all the games. games. I think he only played 30 or 31, right around 30-ish games so far this season. I believe he's averaging 28 points a game. Donovan Mitchell is suffering the same syndrome he suffered in Utah and the reason he left Utah. He can ball out of his mind. And he gets typecasted, typecasted. as I don't know the team in East. Like the Knicks. the Knicks. No one cares what Jalen Brunson does. Like, right, like, Jalen Brunson in the regular season, season, cool. cool. Jalen, Jalen Brunson had more have pub, pub for Candace for Parker, Parker misremembering he's his he's playoffs or not prepping, not prepping, prepping for that, for that, that segment, segment and misquoting and his playoff production than he has for he has actually doing the production. production. Like, like, it's, just, like it's, just, it's just no one cares anymore, right? Like, outside of New York. No one cares. cares. Um, And so, Utah, Utah, in Utah, Utah, no one cares. cares. So, So when you get to, like, Cleveland, Cleveland, there was a couple years with Mark Price against the Bulls. Bulls. There's the LeBron eras, and then no one cares, right? And no one cares about anything in between. Oh, Craig Elo. um, Yeah, no, no one cares about anything in between that, right? No, like, between 19... 92 and probably 2022, unless it was LeBron-related, no one cared about Cleveland, all right? And so Donovan Mitchell's going through that because he's having, a, to me, a much better year than Damian Lillard. But I remember Dame's moment. I remember Dame's game winners. including. I mean, I remember Dame's big passes to Giannis. Like, I remember the moments more. So when you're sitting down with the fans, the fans might vote Mitch, right, A like like so right? Spider, but when you get down with the players, players, the players like, oh, I remember he hit that crazy three. Oh, I remember he hit Giannis on that pass. Like, I remember these moments, and it came down to these two. I don't remember nothing of Mitchell. I remember a lot about Dame. I'm going to put Dane. You know what I'm saying? So that is something that probably Mitch has to reevaluate again. Like, there's no way I'm still getting passed over for stuff. Even, like, to me, he – Clearly deserves um, recognition as an all-star starter. He'll be an all-star. No no doubt in my mind about it. He'll be an all-star, but it's the fact that he should be an all-star starter, and he's not, um, should bother him, and probably going to be a reason why he exits out of Cleveland. But anyway, uh, back to the news of the NBA. We had some trades, some firings. Um, Pascal Siakam oh, Has been traded to the Indiana Pacers For Bruce Brown, a couple of first round picks um, And a future second I believe Um, The first round picks are No, three first round picks, I'm sorry uh, Bruce Brown and three first round picks Are headed to Toronto For Pascal Siakam um, Which, wink wink Pascal Siakam has probably agreed to Again, wink wink A contract extension of a very, very specific amount Um, um, um and when free agency opens, he'll sign it in record time. For somehow they would have negotiated it and signed it in a matter of seconds. Um, but so he was traded there to Indiana, and he p- and he puts together one of the best fast-paced teams in the NBA. They're going to be the best fast-break team in basketball. Pascal Siakam at his absolute best is an open floor space runner and a finisher. Tyrese Halliburton at his absolute best is an open floor space. <laughs> and open floor space passer, like, at their their absolute absolute best, best. they can put a foul on the floor that's designed to run and gun. Gun. Halliburton, Halliburton. Heald, Heald. Pascal, Pascal, Miles Turner, Turner. Obi Toppin, like, it almost doesn't matter who the fifth person is, they're going to run you off the floor. Miles Turner is a very athletic big. big, he's capable of finishing around the room very strong. Got Tyrese Halliburton. I need to say no more. All right, I spoke about Pascal Siakams. Uh, Pascal's actually, Pascal actually leading the league lead the lead in fast, break, fast points. break points. like He's finishing them, man. Um, Toronto wasn't that the good of a team to get on them in the fast break. So Pascal is one of the elite fast break finishers in basketball. And of course, Buddy Hill is an absolute sniper. Um, so when you've got that situation going on, Indiana has. Firmly move out of the playing contention, in my opinion. They'll be out of it. They won't be dealing with that mess. And that instead, um, they'll end up drawing a three seed and, you know, have hell on earth to pay uh, in the first round. But if you're in the M, you got to do what you got to do. You can't raise Pascal. See, I can go in a free agency. You got to, you know, bring them in, wink, wink, agree with them. Uh, in order to keep him around, to make sure that he pairs with Burden, with Halliburton, and Held and um, Turner. And also, in some other news, some hirings and some firings. Adrian Griffin was fired from the Milwaukee Bucks after a thirty and thirteen start. You heard me correctly. Um, he was fired after going thirty and thirteen. Very similar. to David Blatt in Cleveland in twenty sixteen. Adrian Griffin. First time head coach in the NBA. Black was a European coach for decades. Um, and he gets fired because of championship expectations. Championship expectations. That level of job, that importance of stress, whatever, is not prepared for you to learn how to coach. It's not. It's not a spot for you to figure out how to coach. Right? Like, if you're if you're a guy, like Adrian Griffin, was figuring out his little kinks in his head coaching ability, while coaching a team is supposed to win the title. Defense wasn't supposed to be an issue at all, but defense became a problem when the guy coaching the defense all of a sudden is not, you know what I'm saying? The the, the, the person brought in for the defense, the, the main permanent person to me is gone in Drew Holiday. And you replaced him with an absolute bucket in Dame Willard, but now instead of very, very pick and roll based with Drew and Giannis, you almost reevaluated and wanted to care of Dame's special skills. And Dame's like, look, man. Like, I'll, I'll shoot it. I'll shoot like, if that's what, like, that's what you know like what I'm saying? saying? Like, you, you've got a guy in Dame trying to adjust himself, and it looks like Dame and Giannis are playing in two different orbits. Like, yes, they're teammates, and yes, they'll have actions, but it feels like they're playing two different basketball games. Like, if Giannis has the ball, Dame's kind of just there. If Dame has the ball, Giannis kind of just floating around doing stuff. Um, and so they kind of feel like they're in two separate orbits. Um, and to bring those two orbits together, they have hired Doc Rivers, And for the next three and a half seasons, um, he'll be making a total of around $40 million. So over $12, $13 million a year uh, to land Doc Rivers, get him out of the ESPN booth, and to bring him into Milwaukee. Ultimately, I don't think this does what Milwaukee fans wanted to do. Nobody blows playoff leads and sucks more in the playoffs than Doc Rivers. So if your goal is to achieve final success, that's gonna be hard to do, based on the history. I mean, we've seen it at every stop Doc has had: Clippers, Celtics, Magic. It's, if it's a lead, three-one specifically, look out—it's coming crashing down, right? Um, and so that's gonna be interesting to watch. I actually put Bath, Adrian Griffin. Here. It felt like he got set up. Real talk, it feels like Doc wanted a few months off, and the Bucks really wanted to hire him, so they said, "Hey." We're gonna hire Jen Griffin. We're not gonna pay him all that much money. We're gonna hire him though. Give him his first head coach job. We're gonna bring you in as a special advisor to him. So that means you're around. The players see you when you show up. You're not just oh, doc the ESPN guy. You're like an advisor for the team. You know, like the players see you once a couple, a couple, once a couple of weeks. You know, you may sit in on a meeting. You may watch a practice. You, you know what I'm saying? You're involved with the team. They know you. And the agreement feels like whenever Adrian messes up, it's your job. Because as soon as Adrian Griffin got fired, immediately it was Docker was going to get the job. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they're going to have to interview. Like when Atlanta fired um, for the guy, Quinn Snyder, got him. It, it wasn't Bootenholzer. Oh, man. Even when Boone got fired, but I'm not thinking of a job that got fired midseason the coach got hired midseason. Oh, man. But Atlanta, when they were going after Dan Quinn, or Dan Snyder, uh, Quinn Snyder, wow. Uh, when they were going after uh, Quinn Snyder, they, you know, that wasn't a, the coach got fired and then the very next, some people, same tweet, Doc, who was going to get the job. I did it that way. I got the information so fast back to back, I just put it all on the same tweet. Griffin's fired. Doc's gonna get the job. Like it was, just, you know what I'm saying. So no one was saying that for real when it first broke. And then two minutes later, Doc's gonna get the job. It's like yeah, they they set him up right. They went in kind of half expecting him to fail, and they put in Doc Rivers at the safety at the safety net. Adrian started failing. Doc put put went, um, went in an emergency. Pulled the chute, and they pulled their parachute into Doc Rivers. To, to worst to comes to worst. worst for the Bucks. He stabilized their defense, defense and he makes them buy in. Buy in. Um, everywhere Doc Rivers has, Doc been, has been, the stars play defense. Like, Blake Griffin was not the world's best defender. He slid his feet sometimes. DeAndre Jordan was not the world's best shot blocker or uh, rim protector. He jumped up, tried to block shots, put his hands up, whatever. Just trying to, you know, make people not just waltz uh, down the down lane. And. and you know, the, the, if you look at his Celtics team, they were physical. That Magic team was physical. That Brooklyn team, not Brooklyn, um, but they were they were physical. You know, he's, he's coaching them all to the stops. They were all physical basketball teams. Um, and so he's going to have a lot of positional versatility um, in Milwaukee. Um, hopefully they do great. Doc Dame and Giannis. And then another coaching decision was made. Wes Unsell Jr. has moved into the front office, um, giving up his role as head coach, where he was 77 and 130 uh, during his time as the Washington Wizards head coach. Uh, Again, Wes Unsell Jr. is leaving the bench and going up into the front office. But uh, that, oh, 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 sorry, my bad. And then Ben Simmons, is reportedly on his way back as early as Monday. He's been out with a nerve impingement in his back since November 6th, and he is reportedly on his way back on Monday. But shifting gears to Jack's hot take, the aforementioned, earlier mentioned, LSU versus South Carolina. Welcome back into the show. And now we are going to talk about the biggest girls basketball game, the biggest women's basketball game in college athletics every single year. And it's going to be this way until they split. And I said it when they came together. It's going to be the way until they split. LSU versus South Carolina. Kim Mulkey versus Dawn Staley. Like I said, it's gonna that's going to be the game. Every year, until either Dawn's no longer at South Carolina or Kim's no longer at LSU. That is going to be the game every single year. It delivered again. Great first half of my Lady Tigers. Um, Had some sneaky foul trouble. Nismar picked up two fouls. Angel had two fouls as well. Um, It says sneaky, sneaky um, foul trouble. But overall, good half, bad last 40 seconds by the LSU by the guards, LSU specifically guards Haley Van Lith, um, leads to Takahana Cutting an 11-point lead to six. Um, they kind of exchange buckets in third, go back and, forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then in the fourth quarter, like Kim Mulkey said, the LSU wasn't tough enough. Um, and I think that yeah, still, they still go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then late in the game, you get Angel Reese falling out. Trying to save her teammate and Haley Van Lith through another bad pass or maybe pull it through a bad pass. I think it was Van Lith. And Angels try to chase it down and picks up her fifth foul and she's out. And from that moment the game changes. I don't know what the official score was afterwards. but I had to guess 12 to 4. 12 to 5 um run by South Carolina to end the game. Haley Van Lith Haley Van Lith misses a critical three to tie. Uh, Michaela Williams was off all night. I think she stopped one for nine from three. Angel was battling with uh, Cardoso. Uh, C- excuse me for not pronouncing your name correctly. Uh, the, the the large center for South Carolina. She was battling with her all night, giving up both height and weight. Uh, blocking her twice. Um, so, great night for Angel Reese defensively. She also scored a few buckets. So, great night in general. But you know, when you have South Carolina has a pedigree. I mean, that's just plain and simple. And ASL, she won the title last year, but they were supposed to have Qatari pool and um, can't think of the other girl, the, the other power, the power, the big. She's not there either. So, Alia De Rosario was not even really supposed to get any minutes ever, and she was guarding Cardosa for vast majority of the game because Anissa had Anissa Morrow had two fouls, and Angel was in foul trouble. Um, But I said, the game turned after Angel Reese fouled out. But my hot take is this. These are the two best teams in the country. Period. They are the two best basketball teams in the country. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, pencil them in the Final Four. Um, they shouldn't be on the same side. So pencil them into the Final Four. They're the best, two of the best teams in the land. And I don't particularly think it's close. Like I said, I know LSU had their three losses, but they're all either KC not KC, I'm sorry. Um, either SC, who is undefeated, a weird loss to Auburn, and then Colorado, first game of the year, everybody's watching. LSU has a pressure being undefeated, and they stumble, right? And, you know, no scouting report, et cetera. It's, it's one of those games where you're not okay losing, but if you're going to lose, it's that one, right? Like, go ahead and get it out the way. Um so congratulations to South Carolina on a hard fart game. Their stars made shots at the end. And that's what Don Taylor Dawn Staley spoke about when she was talking about this game. She was saying like it's gonna come down to the players. Kim Wilkins said it too. I can't outcoach Dawn, she can't outcoach me. It's gonna come down to our players. Um and so the depth issue of LSU popped up because Angel was banging so much with Cardosa, she was tired. Right? And that's how Leah Del Rosario in the playing so many minutes and you know those bigs were tired banging with South Carolina because there's four or five bigs on the team. You know they're just banging over and over again and not really worried about it. And it, it's just, it you know, again, it's there. If Qatari Pool is there and the other big is there, are we talking about a different game. Very, very possibly. That's how I host the game with. I, I think LSU's the better basketball team. South Carolina had the biggest, had the better stars and the better arrangement. So, again, congratulations to South Carolina. They've got the SEC regular regular season title locked up. Uh, so, congratulations to them. Um, and we'll see, of course, the LSU Grand Basketball next time out. But up next, that is all I have for you today. Sorry, there's, no, there's nothing up next, up next. Up next, you go about your business. Uh, that is all I have for you today. I appreciate you guys rocking with me for a little under an hour. Again, huge announcement with Justin Time Sports, joining the intro journey with collaboration of Introspectus uh, Media Solutions to help with our uh, everything, truly. So, shout out uh, IMS. And again, I will tag, I will put the link to the first episode in the description. But that is all I have for today. This is your host, Justin Jackson, signing out.